0: The following program is listener-supported through Consider His Word Ministries. Consider His Word. Consider His Word Consider His Word Consider His Word From the heart of the Florida Everglades, this is the Consider His Word radio program. Today we want to encourage you to consider what God says in His Word, the Bible. I'm Pastor Arlen Payne, inviting you to join us as we open the Scripture together and consider His Word. Consider His Word Consider His Word Welcome to Consider His Word. Today we're going to be in 2 Chronicles chapter 14, 2nd Chronicles chapter 14. And if you have access to a Bible, I realize you may be driving or something like that and can't really open a Bible, but if you can, go grab your Bible, open it up, and join us as we consider His Word today. I want to remind you about our website at considerhisword.org, considerhisword.org. At the website, you'll find a number of things there, but especially what we would love for you to do is to click on the link that says, Contact Us. And if you'll send us a note, send us an address, and where you're hearing the broadcast today, we'd love to send you one of our little prayer journals. Now, this is just a little notebook that'll uh, easily fit into a shirt pocket or a purse or a Bible case or something like that, and a place where you can write down your prayer requests and write down the answers when God answers and mark them off. I use one of these prayer journals. I take one with me to church Wednesday night, and as I hear prayer requests, I jot them down and pray for them all week long. And that way, it's just more than Wednesday night prayer meeting. I can pray for them every day. Or when somebody says to me, pray for me, I'll pull out my prayer journal and jot it down so that I remember. Anyway, I'd love to send one to you. They're absolutely free. There's no obligation. You simply write to us, tell us where you're hearing the broadcast today, And we'll get one out to you just as quick as we can. Now, there's several ways you can get them. Certainly through the website. Again, considerhisword.org. You can email me directly at considerhiswordradio at gmail.com, or as many do, you can write to us at considerhiswordministries. Three o two nine zero, Josie Billy Highway. Box 40, Clewiston, Florida, 33440. Let me give that to you one more time. Consider His Word Ministries, 30290, Josie Billy Highway, Box 40, Clewiston, Florida, 33440. We look forward to hearing from you. Now, today I want to read more than I usually read on these radio broadcasts. We're going to be reading from, again, 2 Chronicles, chapter 14. This is about one of the kings of Israel. Actually, he was a king of Judah, as by this time the nation was divided. So I'm going to begin reading in verse 1, and I'm going to read all the way to the end of the chapter. That's right, we're going to read a whole chapter. (laughs) It's only 12 verses. It may sound like it's more than it really is. So Second Chronicles 14. So Abijah slept with his fathers, and they buried him in the city of David. And Asa, his son, reigned in his stead. In his days the land was quiet ten years. And Asa did that which was good and right in the eyes of the Lord his God. For he took away the altars of the strange gods. And the high places, and break down the images, and cut down the groves, and commanded Judah to seek the Lord of their fathers, and do the law and the commandments. Also, he took away out of all the cities of Judah the high places and the images, and the kingdom was quiet before him. And he built fenced cities in Judah, for the land had rest, and he had no war in those years, because the Lord had given him rest. Therefore he said unto Judah, Let us build these cities, and make, them about, make about them walls and towers, gates and bars, while the land is yet before us. Because we have sought the Lord our God, and we have sought him, and he has given us rest on every side. So they built and prospered. And they say, Had an army of men that bear targets and spears out of Judah, 300,000. And out of Benjamin that bare shields and drew bows, two hundred and fourscore thousand. And all these were mighty men of valor. And there came out against him Zerah, the Ethiopian, with a host of a thousand thousand and three hundred chariots, and came unto Mereshah. Then Asa went out against him, and they set the battle in array in the valley of Zarephath. At Marisha. And Asa cried unto the Lord his God and said, Lord, it is nothing with thee to help, whether with many or with them that have no power. Help us, O Lord our God, for we rest on thee, and in thy name we go against this multitude. O Lord, thou art our God, let non, not man prevail against thee. And so the Lord smote the Ethiopians before Asa and before Judah. And the Ethiopians fled. And Asa and the people that were with him pursued them unto Gerar. And the Ethiopians were overthrown, that they could not recover themselves. For they were destroyed before the Lord and before his hosts, and they carried away very much spoil. And they smote all the cities round about Gerar, for the fear of the Lord came upon them. And they spoiled all the cities, for there was exceeding much spoil in them. They smote also the tents of the cattle and carried away sheep and camels in abundance and returned to Jerusalem. What an incredible story. The story of Asa. I want to give you a little bit of background, a little bit of history before I want you to think about this. Sometimes life can seem overwhelming. It seems like the walls are closing in around us and that the odds are just against us. And sometimes it feels like there's no way out. Maybe it's in a relationship. Maybe it's in your job. Maybe it's just in your family, in your extended family. And we, we feel trapped. And sometimes we feel cheated, betrayed, and it's, it's a miserable life. You know, I heard a modern philosopher recently say that life is suffering. I have to think about that quite a bit because I think there may be a lot of truth to that statement. And while we can enjoy the abundant life in the Lord Jesus Christ, there is suffering. And sometimes we do feel trapped and feel locked in and we feel just overwhelmed that there's nowhere to turn, no way out. And you realize that. This is why many people turn to alcohol and drugs and maybe sinful kinds of relationships because they just feel trapped. Well, I want you to think about Asa. And I I realize that this message, we may not be able to finish it all today. We'll carry it over for the next week, maybe the next couple of weeks. I don't know. But let's, let's look at a couple of things. First of all, a little bit of history. Now, Asa was the third king of Judah. Now, by this time, Israel was divided into two countries. We call them the Northern Kingdom and the Southern Kingdom. The northern kingdom was known as Israel. The southern kingdom was Judah, which was made up of two tribes, Judah and Benjamin. If we kind of give a little bit of a family history, Asa was the third grandson of Solomon. Fourth grandson of David, you could say. Now, his father had abandoned God and worshipped all kinds of idols and foreign gods. We read over a similar passage in First Kings chapter 15, uh, speaking about his dad. He said, and he walked in all the sins of his father, which had done before him. And his heart was not perfect with the Lord his God as the heart of David, his father. But you see, Asa began to turn things around. He had been at peace for 10 years, had been no wars for 10 years. Now, for Israel, this this time, this was a long time, 10 years, no wars. And the Bible says in verse 2 here that he did that which was right. Let me read it. It says specifically, Asa did that which was good and right in the eyes of the Lord his God. You know, I, I wish that that could be my epitaph, that he did that which was good and right. I'm afraid it was not always that way. And here Asa has that history, that he did what was good and right in the eyes of his God. Now, how did he do that? First of all, he removed his father's false gods. He got rid of all of those altars that were to idols that to, were to other gods besides the Lord God. He took down the high places. Now, when the Bible speaks about high places, when th- people who are not believers, who did not believe God, they would, they would find the highest place they could find, the highest mountain, the highest place they could find, because they thought that if they could just get closer to heaven and get closer to the stars, and get closer up into the sky, that somehow, first of all, it would do two things. It would make them feel like they were getting close to their God. But secondly, it gave them great exposure so that people could see where they were. The Bible says he cut down the groves. He was, these were the Ashtoreth, a very wicked and evil God. And, and, he, and he led a return to the Word of God. In verse 4, he says, he commanded Judah to seek the Lord God of their fathers and to do the law and the commandments. He wanted to turn people back to the Lord. As we enter 2024, I want to encourage you to take away all of the idols out of your life. Oh, we have many of them. They may not be the wood idols and the gold idols, that we read about in the Old Testament, but the idols are there nonetheless. And I would encourage you to examine your own heart and your own life and, and, and make sure that God has first place, that as the scripture says, he has the preeminence from, first, from me, Colossians chapter 1. Does he have first place in your life? Have you given him that place of honor in your life and in your home? Now, I'll tell you one way to tell, and that is where do you find yourself on Sunday morning? Oh, it's so important that you find yourself in in a church, that you find a good local church where you can go and serve. What a great time of year to begin getting back into church. I know many get out of church, and they get lazy, and I'm afraid COVID did that to us to some extent. But I want to encourage you to get back. Back to serving the Lord, get back into his house, get back into his word, get back into a life of prayer. And he did several other things too. He began, not only did he, did he have this revival of a return to the word of God, and he encouraged everyone to seek the Lord but, and, and remove these idols, but he began to rebuild. And he began to rebuild cities, fortified cities. He strengthened his armies. He had a har- army of, of over Uh, almost 600,000 well-prepared people. And the Bible says he had rest. Uh, Rest means that there was no war, that there was a time of peace, that they could do all of this building, that they could do all of this rebuilding and turn their sights on the Lord, get back to the Word of God, get back to the commandments, get back to worship. And I want to encourage you, like Asa, to just seek the Lord, and turn to Him. Our time is gone. God bless you. Consider His Word. Consider His Word. Thanks for listening today. Like us on Facebook and visit our website at considerhisword.org. This is Pastor Arlen Payne saying, Till next time, God bless you as you consider His Word. The preceding program was listener-supported through Consider His Word Ministries.